All right, Tim. Big card here. O'Malley, it is, it Aljo. Is, it is, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm still a little. I'm a little butthurt from last card with Pollyanna Vienna getting subbed out, and I had her by submission. That one. That one stung. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but for some reason. I snagged Cub Swanson at plus 700 after that nice flurry at the end of the second round. And my uh, dice roll paid off. Might be a hot take, so, but I don't think that was that big of a robbery. Like, probably Cub probably didn't win, but it definitely was not like something that everyone was yelling about on Twitter where they were screaming robbery and... Everyone was saying worst decision in the history of the UFC. It was not that bad. Like, Cub had his moments. He had a couple flurries towards the end of rounds. We know judges love that. And plus, uh, what's his name? Didn't do shit. Mean, mean whatever. Mean mugging, whatever his name is. Did not do shit. He just kind of stood there in front of him. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Hakeem. Yeah, mean Hakeem Dawadu. He didn't do shit. He stood there. He jammed a few times. He had a few good sequences, and that was about it. And, I mean, it was a staring match for a decent portion, and then there'd be random flurries. So I thought, I mean, I thought Cub had a shot. I really, going into the decision, I wasn't, like, completely floored that Dawadu was supposed to win, which apparently everyone else was completely under the impression that Dawadu won. But I wasn't, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. I, you know, that was just a Hail Mary on my end. So. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm not going to complain. A, uh, a plus 700, uh, throw a couple bucks on it and see what happens. Um, it worked out well, but the, the good news was um, I listened to you and, and I bet on the Midwest Choppa who mm -hmm. came through for us. Isaac Dolgarian, baby, the Midwest Choppa. That was, I should have put more on him. I was pretty confident in him too. Like, I went and watched those fights, and I was super confident, and then he, he came out and did exactly what I thought he was going to do. I just didn't have the balls to put more more dough on him. Yeah, that's all right, though. Hey, we're not going to – we might we might get one more fight with him um, at plus money, depending on who he gets. And you know what? I'm going to go right back to the well with uh, Viana anyway because I think, I think she's young enough. She's good enough. Um, I got no problem going – um, her next fight, her winning by submission, depending on who she's uh, fighting. She also had a lot of shots in that first round. She was in guard for a minute and a half and just decided not to do anything. Like, she didn't even really attempt yeah. much at all. She just looked flat. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it, it happens. Maybe they'll let her wear her uh, Naruto outfit or whatever she's into. <laughs> that bullshit. You know, yeah, the maybe furry that's shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe she's into that furry nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I know. I know Tim's done a little bit of furry nonsense in his time. Yeah, hey, when in Rome, right? When in Rome. Well, this is a good card, so, though. We got your boy it up is here, a good card. Cheeto, as well. I know. And and speaking of Poly, uh, Pollyanna Vienna uh, by submission, I'll just jump right into the first the first fight. All right. Uh, Moros versus Silva. Um, this is an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going with the hotter fighter, uh, the finisher, um, Silva, by submission, um, all day, every day. I, I think this should be a quick fight. Um, 
and and I'm just going to do a submission right out the gate. I think we're going to start this card off hot. I think that's going to be um, what we're going to get here. I, I think it's going to come out real fast. Dude, look at her biceps. Holy yeah, crap. Dude. Yeah, she's Dang, no joke. Man. I don't think no Rose joke. is very good. Uh, let me look at the odds on the under here because – let me run over to my DraftKings quick, pull these up, because the under here is a little intriguing. Let's look at Moreau's real real quick. Yeah, Moreau's, I mean, she only has four decision wins, six submission wins. So she's got she's got seven finishes uh, and four decisions as her her wins. Let's see what it is here. The under two and a half does, is plus 100. That's not bad. She does have a win over... Uh... Myra Bueno Silva, but that was also three years, four months ago. And she did, she got a, um, a wish and, uh, a wish and, uh, submission win <laughs> over Agapova, who Agapova, I absolutely love, but she's got no ground game whatsoever. I remember that um, fight. And then, and then she's got the loss to Jennifer Maya. Um, I think Silva's just gonna, uh, Gonna get done. She's got the one over Catlin, uh, Souza, um, Otello, and the one before that, uh, Jan, and nothing, nothing too, too crazy before that, but they're all subs. They're all subs. Heel hooks. Um, she's got, um, well, arm bars in there, uh, guillotine choke, darsh choke, knee bar. I mean, this girl, if you leave anything out, she's gonna snatch it and it's gonna be game over. I'm with you. I'm with you here on Silva. I think I think Silva by sub is probably a good bet, and that under at plus a hundred probably not a bad bet either. Considering if Silva wins, it's likely inside the distance. What do we got here? Oh, I got I got a hot take on this one. Hot take is, I'll just I'll just cut right through to it. I think this goes under two and a half, and it's plus one sixty at DraftKings. Um, and I think that's fucking awesome. I think that is a great line. If we go to Silva, uh, her record, you guys will see, uh, she only has two decision wins, and she has five and seven, so 13, 12, sorry, math is hard, 12 finishes and two decision wins. Um, so I think if Silva wins this, then it's probably going to be a finish, and she's the minus 350 favorite. Um and Andrea Lee, I mean, we can go over there. Damn, dude, she's fucking shredded. We know Andrea Lee likes Nazis, though. That's the one thing that we need to... She's probably going to get her ass beat for that, this fight. But she also has eight finish wins with five decision wins. So uh, I'm going the under two and a half here at plus 160. I think that that's a pretty, pretty solid bet here, considering Silva's got hands and Silva finishes. So I think Silva gets it done inside the distance here pretty easily. And if not... Uh, Andrea Lee probably could sync up a choke in one of those later, later minutes, maybe the third round. Um, but regardless, I took the under two and a half plus 160 and that's honestly, that's my second biggest bet on the card. So it's, it's one that I'm pretty confident in. I'm, I'm not sure, um, if she's going to get, uh, KGB out of there. I think she's um, just to. just for the simple fact that um, her last fight was with Macy Barber, um, and that was actually a split decision. Um, I thought she was was pretty decent, 
Um, I think the loss to Vivian Arroyo, I think that was um, when a whole bunch of the, the shit was going back and forth with her husband and yep. um, stuff like that. So I think that was a little funky. But to get a split decision against Macy Barber, um, I do think Silva's going to win. Um, I'm not going to touch anything on this. Um but, but I wouldn't be surprised if Silva wins by decision. I, I think – how many times has, has Lee actually been been finished? Let's see. Um, she has one submission loss. And the rest are decisions. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. The last person to, to finish her – Man, she hasn't been finished since uh, 2016. Yeah, the majority of the public here, it says 64% is on Silva by decision. So, most She's of the people think tough. it's going to be a decision. And that that's kind of what lines up with DraftKings, is they think it's going to be a decision, too. Yeah, no. And you always fade the public. Nobody knows what they're talking about. You know, Not even us. Included. We don't even fucking Correct. know. All right. So, you're she on... Could do I'm not on anything. I think Silva wins, and and if uh, Andrea Lee loses, it's thanks for playing. You're 34 years old. Um, UFC roster watch released Andrea KGB Lee. Damn, she might be worth a bet then, plus 280. We always love to bet on those uh, Robbie Lawlers of the world retiring getting kicked <laughs> out. <laughs> no, sir. Um, all right. This one's fun. I actually really love this matchup. I think this is probably one of my favorite fights on the card. Andre Petrovsky, who is a guy I've backed in his past couple fights, uh, versus Gerald Mearshart. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question for you, Tim. Why are you betting Gerald Mearshart here? Um, because I think that uh, Petrovsky isn't. I, I think he's gonna. I just don't think he's he's this caliber. His he just got a win over Wellington Tournament, who I don't think is UFC uh, top tier caliber, and and he's a hometown guy. Um, it pains me to say that, but that's just the facts. Um, before Wellington, he got Nick Maximoff. He got a submission and a counter choke, which is fine. I mean, that's one of the Stockton boys, um, but I think he was also very nervous in that fight uh, going against uh, Petrovsky with, you know, the weight of, of the Diaz brothers. But I think um, the real reason is GM3 is a savage um, when it comes to, to grappling. So I think I'm going to take GM3 by sub i think he can get it done i think this is a massive uh i, I wouldn't say massive but i think it's a step down from from joe uh, pfeiffer so that he just lost to um and he also has a win over bruno silva a nice guillotine choke um and his last uh two wins before that um I know one of them was, so they were both subs. So I think if he's going to win here, it's going to be by submission. Yep, I think he guillotines him. I think Petrovsky goes in on the takedown. GM3 pulls, pulls uh, jumps up on a submission, guillotine, and 
I think that's a wrap. And I think I think Petrosi's going to stick his head on the outside and he's going to get snatched up pretty quick. Um, I like Petrosky. Like I said, I had him against Maximov, uh, which he was like plus 400, plus something, something like that. I had him there and I, I cashed on it. I think Petrosky's good. I also think Petrosky gasses and I think Petrosky makes mistakes. So. Mm-hmm. Mearshart, for me, uh, I'll probably have a little bit on him. I don't have anything right now, which let me go look if I can find what the exact submission line is on him because that's what I'll be taking. If there was individual submissions, so if I could find like guillotine or something, there's no line on submission right now. I would do guillotine for sure. Yeah, and and he was just in a grappling uh, competition. And and he got a straight ankle lock against him. So so he lost um, that grappling. Um, Petroski did. Yeah. GM three's going going a big brother in. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's good. At, he's he's good at grappling. You know what I mean? He's got a win over uh, over Saint Peru, which is you know this is in two thousand twenty two. So it's not the same OSP. Um, Eric Anders, but. And Phil Hawes in 2021 for grappling. I th- I just think GM3 Mershart, I think he's I think he's too too good too savvy too crafty. So that's why, yeah, so that's why I'm gonna have to go with him. Um, I I do I do like that GM3 just the money line is plus 195 because even if this goes to a decision. Like you said, I think Petrosi's gonna gonna gas. I think mm-hmm. he's really gonna gas. And and if GM three has to just lie on him, um, he'll do that for for the last round. So all he needs to do is win win the second, win the or win the first, and then just lay on him the the third round and just chase up. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is uh, if he if he if it goes to decision, like it's probably gonna just come down to that second round because. Petrosky's probably going to win the first if it's a decision. He's probably just going to lay on him or you know pressure him on the feet. Second is when Petrosky's either going to start to gas or he's going to have enough gas to win. And then GM3 probably takes over in the third because Petrosky, from what I've seen, looks like he's dead on his feet. Uh, anything past two minutes into the second round. So, Mirshar, I like him on the money line there too, and I do like him by sub. I bet him by sub will be right around plus three fifty ish. Um, if I had to, if I had to put a bet on that one, we'll see though. It'll probably come out within the next day or two. Ultimate Fighter, we got uh, yeah. your boy, the serial killer, Brad, Brad Katona, and Cody yeah. Gibson. Um, honestly, um. For this one, I, I hope Brad Katona uh, wins. He uh, gets that prize money, and you get the guy some eyelids. I've never seen this kid blink before in my life. <laughs> so, Same. So I would like for him to get the some eyelids put in so he doesn't look as creepy. Um, but this this to me is is uh, I, I don't know. I, I could care less, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how how good that is if Katona wins and he's the first double champ of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, I don't know if that's something you want to brag about. It's like I got to the I got to the big show twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got called up twice. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think he's much more polished um, than Cody Gibson. Um, so I I'm gonna go with with Katona, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any money on this one. I, I could I could care less. Yeah, I think Katona is gonna win too. I mean, but like you said, like this season has been a big letdown on the Ultimate Fighter because Chandler won like every week except for one. There's no McGregor fighters or original McGregor fighters in on this, um, you know, the finals here, which sucks, Dick. So, uh, you know, but, it's not but that does interesting. Does it even make a difference? I think I think the whole premise of the show was terrible, to be honest with you. I mean, I just watched the, uh, you know, the finale. Um, and you got Cody Gibson going up against a prospect that's Cody Gibson. And Cody Gibson's 35 years old. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know who thought getting thirty mid thirty year old prospects was was a great idea. Um, they should probably be fired, to be honest with you. Because when Connor took the prospects, I don't think if you said that they're on the the wrong end of thirty, closer to forty, he would have taken the prospects. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I would have taken the, the younger guys that were in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. They got to revamp it. Um, they should do like a 36-man 30, tournament or something like that where you have two or three fights a show. Um, I agree, man. I maybe agree. more. Maybe maybe four, you know, four fights a show, three or four fights a show, and then you have the, the finale. Cut um, out the drama parts too. I don't need to see them fucking staging stuff in the house. I know. To be honest with you, at, at this point, I think their fan base, um, unless you're watching it live, uh, you're just fast forwarding to the fights. Um, I'm a I'm a diehard Connor guy, and and it doesn't do anything for me. I I want to see the fights. Yeah, it was. It felt like super fake too. But I like Katona here. I think he wins, and I I don't think it's really that competitive. I think his his toughest fight was Teamer, and I kind of thought he lost that fight anyway, but. Yeah. Whatever. So I think Katona is going to win here, and I think the UFC better sign Team Revaliev as well because that was a great fight. Um, don't sign Roosevelt Roberts and don't sign fucking Austin Hubbard if he wins because those. I mean, they have to obviously it's the Ultimate Fighter, but that fight was fucking awful. So Katona uh, for me, pretty clean. Yeah, and then we got the light heavyweight, um, light heavyweight, lightweight. Um, fighters next: Kurt Hollibaugh and Austin Hubbard. Um, this one, if I just had to to pick one, I would go with Austin Hubbard. Uh, he's he's younger. Um, I don't think he's taken nearly as much damage um, as as Kurt Hollibaugh. I mean, he was just chucking him when he fought. Um, I can't think of his name. Um, was it Hubbard? Can we just wait? Roosevelt Roberts. No, Kurt Hollibaugh. Oh, uh, the other old guy. Um, I know. I can't. I can't. I can't think of his name. Oh, the guy from Bare Knuckle, right? Uh, he was just. He was like two episodes ago, and this. Yeah, is, I know. Yeah, he was well, the bare knuckle cool. guy. I don't remember his name either for some reason. Um, but tough as nails. But he just he just he killed too him. much damage. 
Yeah. So that's that's what what I'm thinking. Once again, I'm not going to put any money on this. Um, Jason Knight. That's what Jason I'm Knight. Of. Yeah, Jason Knight. Yeah. So this one, I, I mean, it's it's cool. Hope you know. Hopefully, it's a good experience for for one of these guys. Obviously, winning winning uh, the show, but yeah, I I could care less to be honest with you. Same. Yeah, I don't really. I don't. This doesn't do anything for me. Um, probably Hubbard. Same thing. It's literally just the exact same thing. Rinse, repeat as the last fight. Probably, probably Hubbard wins this. Probably by decision. I, I mean, it's it's sad because you watch the Ultimate Fighter and and you want it to be these up and comers, but now we're seeing it's almost just like a deal with ESPN because all the real up and comers now are getting funneled through the Contender Series. Yup. So yep, exactly. But hey, it, it is what it is. Good luck to to all four of those guys, um, and we'll see what happens. I don't know why Dana doesn't do a season of the Ultimate Fighter of Contender Series people who won but didn't get a contract because there's enough of them. Like he's on season what fucking seven now. Um, something like that. But here's the thing: because those guys go back to LFA. And then and then they come back out. You can't you can't go on uh, to uh, the Ultimate Fighter get smoked and then expect to get a, a contract. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you could you could take a couple fights in between. But once you're on national TV, um, and, and you know somebody whoops your ass. Yeah. Good um, luck. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the uh, the non Ultimate Fighter fights. RoboCop is back after he just lost to Bruno Ferreira six months ago. Dennis yep. Tallulin, uh coming off of that loss to the Iron Turtle via Rear Naked Choke here. Um, you know, for me, I would say RoboCop wins this. I, I'd probably be willing to bet him if he was not. As big of a favorite as he is, but he's a nasty size favorite here. Uh, so I'll just watch and enjoy. And I think RoboCop probably walks him down and, and hits him with a couple big shots, melts him, maybe jumps on him. Uh, we'll see. RoboCop for me, uh, I think probably a parlay piece here. But again, how much value are you getting out of him at this price? Which is going to be the story of a lot of these fights up the line here. So... For me, RoboCop is the pick, and I don't really know um, if I'm going to have anything on him. Likely not, because I don't really expect this price to get better. Yeah, um, I got nothing nothing on this. Um, like you said, you can put uh, Rodriguez in as a parlay piece. Um, he shouldn't have any issues. Uh, let's be honest, you know, uh, Tululin's best one is over Jamie Pickett, and and we just saw Jamie Pickett. So, I I don't think that was the worst fight I've ever seen. Yeah, so I don't think I think this is um a see you later. Uh, thanks for for playing and getting uh Rodriguez back on track with a, a nice one here. I mean, he he just lost to Bruno Ferreira. That's that's fine. That's that it is what it is. Uh, you know, there's nothing you can you can complain about with that one, and before that, Armin uh, Petrosian. So, and that was a split decision. So I have I have no no issues with um, 
maybe maybe throwing a, a finish on here. Um, but I'm not taking any action on this. But I do think Rodriguez should win this pretty uh, handedly. We're not just gonna gonna let Rodriguez claim he's only 31 years old, right? That guy looks like he is 50. Yeah, that's his second birth certificate. Yeah, bro, maybe his third, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, they, he got another birth certificate when he graduated high school. So, <laughs> he's, he's yeah. 50, for certain. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of 50-year-olds, man, what is this fight? Uh, this, this uh, I kind of, I want it to be a feel-good story, um, and this is Chris Weidman, the All-American versus Brad Sparks. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, what's your take on this? I'll let you start this one off because... I think if you're betting Brad Tavares here, like, quit doing drugs. I don't know how you can bet Brad Tavares almost minus three hundred. Like I just I just don't get that. How you could how you could put him in anything. He just lost to Bruno Silva by knockout. Then Drick is to Plessis. I get they're both two good fighters. Before that he lost to Edmund Shabazian, who fucking sucks now. His wins yeah. are Antonio Carlos Jr. I don't think that's that great of a win. And then Omari Akhmedov, both guys in the PFL. Like, I'm not really impressed with both of those. So coming off of a knockout loss, a decision loss, and then a knockout loss before that, I mean, I just don't see how you can be betting him at minus 300. He's 36 years old. Granted, the All-American over here, um, which also knocked out anderson silva on his record we got to give him that little props he knocked out one of the goats um mm -hmm. coming off that loss to uriah hill to uriah hall two years ago with that leg kick that was on the same card as uh wei li zhang who we're going to talk about later but nasty uh nasty leg kick you know he completely snapped it uh yeah. he's he has a massive grappling advantage here and his grappling advantage is gonna be fucking huge if he wants to use it it's just a matter of if he wants to use it and if he has enough gas in the tank to use it. He beat o um, Omari Akhmedov the fight before that. Lost to Dominic Reyes, title challenger, but not aging well. Lost to Jacare Souza. Can't shame anyone for losing to Jacare Souza. Yeah. That dude was a dog. He beat Kelvin Gastelum. That's a good win. Granted, it was six years ago. So you got to really, I don't know what you can what you can do here. If I had to line this fight, I'd have Weidman like plus 150 probably and Brad Tavares minus 180 here. I just don't think you can bet Brad Tavares here, feel comfortable, and feel like you're getting a good bet. You bet Weidman, you're betting a guy who's probably going out on a shield here. This is probably his retirement fight. You know, it's a little more fun, at least for me personally. That's kind of the shit that sometimes I, I go for. It's a little bit a little bit like a drug when after you see Robbie Robbie Lawler first round do that. So I'd say Weidman probably would be my pick here. Again, it's just a terrible fight to pick. You don't really know, but when you're getting plus two twenty on a fight that's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, sometimes you're gonna take that and it's gonna hit. So I, I'll take Weidman. Fuck it. I'm going to take Weidman as my straight-up pick. I probably won't have any money on it. I'll be cheering for him. I'll be hoping for him. Um, I just think Brad Tavares minus 300 is a terrible fucking bet. Tim, take it away. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a little scratch down on Chris Weidman. I like uh, it. I think I think you know it's been two two years off. Um, I would say he could probably drop the first round no problem. Get the the jitters out. Um, but I think just from from training um, and rehabbing with with Wonder Boy. Um, and then at uh, uh, Longo um, in New York, I, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, a big big night for that for that camp, the Saralongo camp. Um, and I think it's gonna have to to start with Chris Weidman. And I think he, he's just a dog. Uh, he's a competitor. He's a champion. Um, I think he can grind it out and and get it done. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's gonna gonna finish uh, Tavares, but Tavares did just get knocked out. We're talking, you know, almost almost four months ago, a um, little under four months. So I don't know. I, I just I hope 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 that. So next up, uh, Mario Bautista, who was supposed to be taking on Cody Garbrandt. Versus Damon Blackshear, we saw we saw him get that Twister win last week, and he's coming in on what six days? No, it'll be seven. Yeah, seven just... days notice. No, it's less than seven days notice. This just got switched on on Tuesday. Well, yes, yeah, so I guess I guess it's five days, but it'll be he fought two days five hours ago, is what this says. Yeah. 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 So if you think about it, he didn't find out. So say at least Monday in in your fight in Saturday. So yeah. So at least a five day notice. Two weigh-ins um, in in seven days, though. That's that's the tough part. It it is. Um, he's got to already be prepping to to cut. The only thing that's good with this is he didn't. First of all, they're they're uh, what one thirty fivers. Yep. So, it's not like I mean, I shouldn't say that. He's five, he's five ten, Blackshear. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that poses a little bit of a problem. Um, he's not like a five five six five seven guy. Um, trying to cut back down to one thirty five. Um, regardless, I I think even if it wasn't an issue, um, cutting weight, um, uh, Batista is is an absolute um savage yep i i think i think i'm not gonna i think i'm just gonna play the under on this to be honest with you um i can see it go go either way um because they're both really good grapplers though but, but batista is is so good yeah, I think um, I think Blackshear is like a weird test for him here. I think like Bautista is like a dog, but I think Blackshear it's like a weirdly like strong grappler. Like he's just like very very powerful. And I wonder I wonder how Bautista is going to do with that. But I mean, to me this line feels a bit thin. Like I think Bautista is right now on DraftKings minus 220. I think he could be bigger than that. Like I think he could be minus. He was, 
He was like minus 400 against Cody Garbrandt, which I get it's Cody Garbrandt, but I feel like he could be like minus 300 here, and he's only minus 220. I don't know. Um, you also got to remember, he's been preparing for, for Cody Nola. Yeah. Cody, I love Cody. He's he's one of my uh, one of my guys. If you had to say top five active guys, he's he's in there. Um, it hasn't gone his way, but Cody can wrestle. But Cody's gonna try and box with you. So Batista has been been trying to fight a a stand up guy. Um, Blackshear has no problem going to the ground, as we just saw uh, uh, with the twister. Um, I think I think this is going to be um, a very interesting match. Um, I think it's I think it's safe to say that this could go under two and a half and by submission, and I think it'll go either way. I'd say Bautista. I'm going to take Bautista here. You wouldn't want to take the, you wouldn't want to take the safe bet under two and a half by submission. No, because I feel like Blackshear might be able to to hold his own long enough to make this a stupid decision, like a 30-27 or something. I don't know. I'm, I don't get a good read on over or under here um, because I know Blackshear just got off that big win, but it was also over a guy that we knew was terrible. Like, me and you kind of both knew that Jose Johnson was bad. Bautista, you know, just beat Guido Canetti, who's not not good but not awful. Benito Lopez, Brian Kelleher, Jay Perrin. Those aren't bad guys. They're better than the guy that Blackshear just beat. But yeah. it's tough because this also feels kind of trappy because whenever I see one of those lines where I'm like, oh, this should be wider, but it's not, it makes me think, okay, I'm missing something. Like maybe like when I see Bautista minus 220 here against a guy who's on five days notice, just fought last week, just weighed in last week, you know, a guy coming off of a win over some guy from Texas who doesn't even fight, like, you know, there's some, some fucking carpenter. Um, it makes me think I'm missing something. So I'll probably avoid, but I think I'll take Bautista just for a pick, but I'll probably just watch and, and see what I see. Yeah, I think it's – I think uh, I'm going to chicken out and take the uh, under two and a half – um, and win by submission. Fair enough. Oh man, you better have a war speech prepared here, because I'm coming for your I neck. Need, I don't need a I don't need a, a war speech. <laughs> um, this next fight, uh, I'm very very excited for. Um, Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Um, we're out the gate. Um, Cheeto at minus 190. Uh, I'm all over it. I'm actually going to probably load the boat on Cheeto. Um, I think he's going to get done. I, I think he knows that he needs to get this win um, to be back in the, the talks um, for a title. And I think if Sean O'Malley wins, right, and Cheeto wins, we're going to see that rematch. And I think um, Cheeto knows that. So I think Cheeto needs to start, first of all, Cheeto needs to start fighting round one and not round three. This is only a three-round fight. So he needs to do that first. But I think Cheeto can get it done. 
Um, I'm just going to play the money line here. Um, I, I don't know. Do I think Chio can, can get Pedro either? Absolutely. Um, am I confident in it? No, but I am confident in him getting that W. All right, Tim. It's Pedro by decision, plus 225 all day. All fucking really? day. Yeah, for me at least. I think, you know, what we've seen who Marlon Chido Vera is. Uh, he's a guy who doesn't start until round three. Mm-hmm. And he needs a finish. And Munoz has never been finished at all in his entire career. 27 fights. And so I personally, I just can't see how... Cheeto's going to finish him. And then that last fight we saw, it just it looked awful. He just wasn't getting anything started for five straight rounds. In the last minute, maybe, he had a good a good last minute. But that full five rounds, he just looked awful. Uh, and Munoz, we saw, just dismantle Chris Gutierrez, who's you know decent guy. And I think this should almost be an even fight, in my opinion. Uh, minus 110, minus 110. Uh, so, so you're you're being you're being 100 honest when you're saying that you think Pedro Munoz is gonna stand a chance and and win a round. Maybe I'll give him one round. You think he's gonna win two rounds against Chida? I think he's winning two. I think he's winning the first two. I think I think Munoz is not going away. I think Cheeto Cheeto is gonna probably be able to. Land some 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 hard strikes when he gets going, but Cheeto also gets going for twenty seconds and then doesn't get going for four minutes. And that's I can't. I mean, it's a tough. It's like the same thing we were talking about with Pollyanna Viana last week. Is kind of like she wins fights, but she doesn't win minutes. And I think Cheeto here is gonna he's gonna have his opportunity. I mean, he's gonna have his opportunity to get a finish here. I just don't see it. I just don't think he's going to be able to finish Munoz. Munoz is a tough motherfucker. He is 37, though. That's the one thing that should should give everyone pause is he's 37. So, I mean, I would say I would say this is this is a 50-50 fight in my opinion. Where where is he? Okay, so we went from we went from Pedro winning it to decision. Now it's 50-50 fight. Okay. So, where do you think uh Munoz is going to have the advantage? Uh, on the and ground striking. for certain striking See? he'll have he'll have the advantage in the striking in between cheetos like flurries cheetos obviously going to have the power advantage and the finishing advantage here but pedro i feel like is going to be the busier guy he's going to throw some leg kicks he's going to throw some jab out there he's going to pump his pump his one two out there he's just he's just a busier guy cheeto doesn't do shit usually until he finishes people like he was losing unanimously to dominant cruz until he head kicked him he was losing unanimously to Frankie Edgar before he front kicked him in the third round. He's gonna have to do that same thing here, and I just I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to do it. I don't know. We're gonna see. What about what about before Frankie Edgar? Do you remember do you remember that fight? Uh who was yeah, that? Yeah, I'm sorry, after after Frankie Edgar in between uh Dominic Cruz. Rob Font. He's, Rob Font. He's gonna Rob have to Font. do that here. He absolutely beat the brakes off of Rob Font. Yeah, Rob and Font's how would face you classify? And how would you classify his stand-up? I think Rob Font has has some of the best stand-up in this division. Um, I agree. Obviously, we saw that because Corey Sanhagen had to lay on top of him for twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he did. 
That was awesome. So, and that's the whole thing, too. You're talking about Cheeto just lost to Corey Sanhagen, who was supposed to fight um, uh, Umar, right? So, yep. But that didn't happen. So that puts that puts him into a uh, – technically, before this fight, um, uh, in, even after uh, this most recent fight for Sanhagen, uh, a title contender. You're looking at before that he lost uh, to Jose Aldo in a decision, and and Song Yudong in a decision. I think I really think you're underestimating Cheeto here. I I really do, and it kind of hurts my feelings. Uh, I'm kind of hurt <laughs> by it. Um, Soft upset. ass bitch. <laughs> um, I'm upset. I just I I don't understand where you see. He's not going to get taken down. You think you think Pedro's going to take Cheeto down? Nah, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know if he's going to take him down or if he's just going to be the fat, the the faster, like more busy guy on the feet. I don't know. I think he can do both if he wants to. I think he could probably get a takedown because fucking Corey Sanhagen was taking Cheeto down, and I guess Corey Sanhagen is like uh, a Khabib replica now because he just took down Rob Font a whole bunch too. But we had never seen Corey Sanhagen do anything good on the ground until Cheeto Vera. So, Well, you also got to remember, um, after Sanhagen fought Aljo, he he polished up some shit on his, on his game. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot went into Sanhagen being able to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic Cruz wasn't, wasn't taking Cheeto down and, and laying on him. Um, no, he so, wasn't. He was just boxing his face off till he got head kicked. Yeah. But yes, yeah, I remember Pedro Munoz is is not even the uh, shell of Dominic Cruz. So, Agreed. Here's the thing, man. I 100% think if Cheeto could just like get his head in the right place and start fights fast, dude could be champion. No second thoughts. He could he could go up there. He could knock out literally anybody at the top of the division. I just I don't understand his game plan. I really don't get it. Like, we knew his game plan was flawed going into that Corey Sanhagen fight, and he just was was just still content not doing anything. Um, and so I just I just struggle with, with being able to bet on him after seeing that performance and having seen him almost lose to three dudes. I get it's an almost loss. He ended up winning. It doesn't really – like, an almost loss doesn't count or an almost win doesn't count. I just wasn't impressed with him against Frankie Edgar or Dominic Cruz or those guys. And I like Cheeto as a person. I really do. I just, I want him to, if he can show me, if dude, if he comes out and he comes out guns blazing, he's 30 years old. Dude is coming into his prime. If he comes out guns blazing first round, winning minutes, pumping out a jab, and then looking for those finishing sequences off of that, I'll be a truther. I'll be the first guy to bet him against whoever he fights next. I just got to see it first. That's that's the deal. You I know, just have to see it first. You know what I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay a little on Cheeto by knockout. I think. Let me check what I that think, is. I think it's it's gonna be um, a new version of Cheeto, and I think I think him losing um, to Sanhagen. And everybody knows why. It's not a surprise. Everybody knows the situations that he put himself in. Uh, Jason Perillo needs to to crack the whip 
tell him to get his shit in order, and you start fighting bell to bell. Because um, if that happens, Cheeto, like you said, is going to be very dangerous. That's what and I'm saying, what man. Better, what better time to be this dangerous um, is is coming off of a loss, having the potential to fight for a title, possibly with a guy that you've already beat. And not only beat, you stopped. So how bad does he want to get there? I think really bad. And here's the thing, man. That's plus 450. So that's a pretty good price. That's a pretty good price on that. is about to go to the land of wind and ghost, my friend. Dude, I, I might feel. I might have a little bit of money on Cheeto by knockout and Munoz by decision. I might have Come on. I mean plus two twenty five and plus four fifty. If I play that right, the odds I'm gonna end up winning on one of them. Watch um, watch Cheeto win by decision. He dominates three rounds and I lose my money. <laughs> yeah, that can happen too. I, I'm I'm really all all on, on Cheeto. This is gonna be my my heavy one here. All right, I'll be on. I'll be on Munoz by decision plus two twenty five for sure. But I might. I'm serious. I might add that Cheeto by knockout. I like that plus four fifty. That's a good price. I think that's, that's gonna fantastic. be that's gonna be the main one we disagree on. Probably. Oh, this oh, one's a good maybe. one. This one is a good one, Tim. I'm rubbing my hands here. The future, the 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 new Conor McGregor, the new wave, Ian. Machado, Gary, who took his wife's name, um, yeah. versus Neil. I've never heard them say the Haitian sensation. I'll say that. I've never heard that one before. Uh, Neil Magny, who is 36 years old. Gary's 25. UFC wants Gary to win. Gary's minus 500. Gary's 12-0. and 0. But Gary got knocked down two fights ago by a guy named Kenan Song. Does anybody know who the <laughs> fuck that is? Four months ago, this guy got knocked almost clean out. Do you know who Kenan Song is? Uh, no, but I did once. Once I thought my parlay was going to go up in flames with a Ian Gary loss. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just this is an auto bet. Neil Magny plus three eighty. I get, I get. Gary is the future, according to his nickname, and he does look really good. He just knocked out Daniel Rodriguez. Great, great fight. Knocked him out clean. Head kick. Neil Magny uh, just beat Phil Rowe by split decision, which isn't that great. Lost to Gilbert Burns. Who's Gilbert Burns? Dog. Beat Daniel yeah. Rodriguez, who Gary just beat. All right. Lost to Shavkat. Who's Shavkat? Dog. Before that, yeah. beat Max Griffin. You know, not that great of a win. Max Griffin is Max Griffin. We continue going. He beat Jeff Neal. He beat Robbie Lawler. He beat Jingling Lee. He beat Carlos Condit. He lost to Santiago Ponzinibbio, Michael Chiesa, Joaquin Silva. Joaquin Silva's not... That's a grappling. I don't know why that's in here. Um, but you guys get the, you get the deal. Neil loses to top-level fighters. He beats anyone under the top level. Gary beat Daniel Rodriguez. And in his fight before that, got knocked out by a guy who probably is going to get cut. He didn't get knocked out. He got knocked down. It looked like he was going to be done. For me, auto bet plus 380. Like, this should be Neil Magny plus 200. Neil Magny plus 250 even. I'd say fair enough. 
plus 380, you're yanking my balls. I'm about to bet Neil Magny here. If he dies, he dies. Give me plus 380 on a guy who has been a top 10 welterweight his entire fucking career. Not top 10, but like top 15 fringe, fringe-ish his entire yeah. career. Dude has heart, Neil Magny does. He usually loses when he loses. Usually he gets submitted by some beast grappler. Gary's not that guy. Gary's going to try to knock him out. I was going to bet Jeff Neal in this situation because I think Jeff Neal is low-key like championship material, and that's a super fucking hot take, but I think Jeff Neal could be a potential contender in the future. But I'm betting Magny here, plus 380, all fucking day. Gary's probably, you know, if I had to pick, you know, if someone said gun to my head, if you just have to pick the winner, you survive, I'd take Gary here. You know, I'd take Gary. If you told me, oh, minus 500, you have to take Gary, fuck no, dude, I'm not putting my money on that. So it's Neil Magny for me, and I, I feel passionately about this bet. I think this is a solid bet. I think this is a good spot to be. Magny can can put him up against the cage. Magny can probably take him down. Magny probably gets worked on the feet. He probably gets worked in, in, in range, but he's a smart fighter. He's, he's a decent guy. He's a veteran of the game. So give me Neil Magny plus 380, uh, and I think that line could look very fucking silly on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, uh, I'm 100% um, with you. I'm on, I'm on Magny all around. Um Take the odds away. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make a, a, a difference to me. When Song rocked him um, multiple times, that was kind of that was kind of the warning. Um, yep. And you also got to remember, there Gary's fighting at, at one seventy, right? So welterweight one seventy. He's six six three, right? That's pretty big. Um, for the for the weight with a seventy four inch reach, um, then you look at Neil Magny, who's the same height, six three with an eighty inch reach. I think there's going to be major problems for uh, Gary to to get space and get close to Magny. Um, Magny's too smart. He's too experienced, and I think Magny is is gonna get a win here i i truly i truly believe so um and it wouldn't surprise me if if he tries to get uh gary down to the ground and and go for a submission um maggie doesn't have many i think he's got like four but um i i think i think it's gonna come down to to the grappling i really do i think he's gonna use his distance uh and then take him down um, and go for and go for a choke. Um, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, or or uh, Magni could just get his clock cleaned. But Sun's telling me go with Neil Magni, and I'm not a, a Neil Magni uh, truther either. So that yeah. causes concern for me for Gary. This also just feels like that classic spot where the the, the plus, young... plus three eighty just seems absolutely bananas. He lost to Gilbert Burns and Shavkat Rachmana. Yeah, I mean, what are we talking about? I agree, man. I mean, it's. It, I think there. First of all, I think the Jeff Neal fight was was too soon 
for for Gary. I think he got saved um, there. I think his ass got saved. And I here's the thing too. Neon might be coming in this quick. You know he's in he's in shape. He's a professional. He's gonna make weight. He's been training. Um, this isn't this isn't a walk in the park. This isn't a plus three eighty. You know, granted Phil Rowe. Okay, Phil Rowe. He had um, you know that was a, a bounce back fight. He's been he's been in the uh, gym for you know the last last month getting ready to get to get back in there and for a quick turnaround um like this you know he's feeling good and and he's in shape so i'm neil magny all day i don't even care about the odds i think he's gonna show a young ian gary um what's up and this is what happens when you're at this level now i agree man i think i think magny is is just it's gonna be one of those situations where it's the young guy, young buck, you know, 12 and 0 coming up. He needs to have that roadblock. Um, and if he has that roadblock here and he gets through it, all the credit to him. I'll be on the Gary train, you know, for good. I just think this is a little early. Neil Magny is a, is a, is an old veteran. He knows the game. And I think he's going to have a game plan coming into this, one that probably includes testing Testing Gary along the fence, testing Gary's takedown defense, testing Gary's ability to deal with a long jab, clinching him. I think it's going to be a dirty game plan, and I think I think Gary's probably going to you know run into some deep waters here because he's never really gotten tested from an MMA perspective in that type of type of fight against a guy who's like I said like a, a fringe top fifteen guy. So Magni, I feel like yeah. easy auto bet. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Co so we're getting, we're getting close. We're getting, getting close. Getting up here. And this is this is another one that that I like. Um, Wei Li Zhang um, versus Amanda Lemos. I'm on Lemos all day. The plus plus two fifty uh, underdog. Um, I think, I think she's got the goods. She's a little, a little bit older. Um, and you know, she's been out, they've been out about the same, the same time, but I think, uh, Whaley's last two, two wins are kind of fugazi if, if I may, and by no means, um, am I trying to, to disrespect uh, Joanna? But that's not the Joanna that she fought, you know, two years, two years prior um, in their first fight. Uh, Lamos, granted, she just lost um, a year ago to Andrade with that beautiful um, standing arm triangle choke. But since that, uh, she's got a, a nice guillotine win and then uh, a knockout uh, with hooks to Marina Rodriguez. Whereas, uh, Whaley, you got the spinning back fist uh, a year ago against Joanna and then uh, crucifix rear naked choke against Carla Esparza. First of all, Carla Esparza as, as a... Uh, champion um 
I guess we all know that fight where where that took place. But Rose Rose knocked her out, and and then Rose uh, I thought put it on her in in their last fight. And I think Lemos is just gonna is gonna put it on her, and it would surprise me if if she stops her. All right, I think I think so. I went back and forth on this fight. At the beginning of the week, I watched a lot of tape on both these ladies because there's a lot of tape on both of them. Yeah. Um, and I was, I mean, before the week, I think I texted you that Lemosh was one of my live dogs that I was going into uh, my research thinking I was going to bet. Um, and then I just came to the conclusion that Lemosh is first round or bust here. And I think it came from watching her, you know, Jessica Andrade is is essentially Brazilian Weili Zhang, maybe a little bit less technical. Like, like Weili Zhang kind of has that brawler type that, that Andrade is. Um, and I saw her put it on Lemosh and then submit her. And I saw Lemosh fade against, um, let me find the name, what was it? Angela Hill. I saw her fade against Angela Hill. And I don't like to see that. Um, and over five rounds, I think Lemosh will probably have a round and a half, two rounds in her to get the finish. Or I think she's going to get finished shortly after. And then I went to the lines and I looked at the lines on the finishes. And I found Weili Zhang by finish is minus 150. And I found Amanda Lemosh by knockout is plus 450. Um... And I think both of them are good bets. I really, I can't, I can't blame anybody who bets either of those. I think they're both great bets. I think Weili Zhang by finish, uh, she could submit her, she could knock her out. It's hard to choose one. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, just probably do that minus one fifty on both. And Lemosh by knockout plus four fifty. Uh, you know, I really, I really could get behind both of those bets. And I think I'll probably have one of the two come fight night. Right now I'm leaning Weili Zhang because I like fighters with cardio. Um, I like fighters who, who have the ability to extend the fight. But I don't know. Lemos hits hard. She hits like a fucking truck. I liked Mar Marina Rodriguez. I thought she was she was going to be the future. And then Lemos stopped her. And she's got big hands. She's got she's got heavy power. Weili Zhang has been stopped. Rose caught her with that sneaky head kick, which, by the way, uh, Rose is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, and I'm kind of sad she's not getting getting back into it quickly, but is what it is. Um, I think. Well, I'll, she's coming back. She's she's coming back. She's gonna go to 125. I I don't like that, man. I'm kind of sad about that. I wish she was coming back to fight Zhang again and try to get her belt back, but. I'll take Zhang here. I think I'll take Zhang here. I think she's got the ability to stretch this fight out. Uh, I think she can submit her. I think she can knock her out. Lemosh has a live shot, though, of, of cleaning her clock in those first two rounds. Like, I think it's very, very live for her to put a hook on her um, and knock her clean out. Like, I think this could be one of those women's MMA knockouts where it's, like, dead silent because she hits her and she just falls and she's asleep. Lemosh hits real hard real fucking yeah. hard so Zhang will be the pick for me um but lemos by knockout is i think a great bet as well i'll probably have 
have Zhang by finish. I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. I'll probably here's, here's the thing. Her her last good win was was three and a half years ago. Who was it against? Uh, against Joanna. Oh, and that was yeah, that, that was, crazy. That fight. Was the, yeah, and then after that, she got knocked out by Rose. Split decision. A, a win over uh, Joanna, right? Which was a spinning back fist, and then. And then a sub on Carla Esparza. I mean, listen, I know Carla Esparza is, is a champion. I get it. But there's no way if Rose decided to fight that night that Rose would have lost to Carla Esparza. That I was mean, the worst. That made me so mad. We're not, we're not, we're not kidding anyone when we say she's got to win over uh, uh, Carla Esparza. Like granted, yeah, she's got she's got the strap. All right, that's fantastic. Um, but let's let's not joke that Carla Esparza was was a world beater and and took it to Rose and and really did crazy stuff in that fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was an awful it was fight, a, man. It was Rose. A and then Power Shot out. She she won. Um, you know, Asparza and, and then a couple other fights, but all, all split decisions. She's been winning split decisions prior to, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a good win uh, against Joanna or against Carla Asparza, and that concerns me. That's a major concern. You're talking about somebody's last, like, decent win over, uh, uh, realistically, pound-for-pound uh, great fighter is is three and a half years ago that doesn't that doesn't concern you it is tough for me to say that because she just beat carla esparza for the championship i think carla esparza shouldn't have even been there to be honest with you but they don't have anybody else yeah i mean fair enough i think but i also just know that Whaley is a dog like i've seen her in these fights that are like complete wars like Joanna, that second fight or that first fight, sorry, that first fight that was that was damn near prime Joanna. It was end it was end of prime, Joanna, but that was damn near prime Joanna, and they were they were firefighting man. That was a good fight, um, and so I just know that Whaley has the ability to walk through tough fights. Lemos when the and I thought... what's that? And I thought, technically, I honestly thought Joanna won that fight, to be fair. Against Whaley? I think I did, too, back back when I watched it. I can't remember, but I thought, I think I thought Joanna won that. It was a good fight, though. That was yeah. the best best women's MMA fight of all time, for certain. I, yeah, I, I, I could be bitter about it because I probably lost money on that fight. <laughs> you might have lost a little bit of cash there, too. <laughs> but still it doesn't it doesn't make a difference i'm telling you she hasn't had a good win in three and a half years yeah i think this is also one of those situations where lemos is a good hammer she's not a good nail we're gonna find out if she can if she can overcome that because Zhang is not gonna just Zhang's gonna at least put a put a little bit of a pace on her and test her a little bit which is gonna be gonna be tough um lemos is you know She's KO or bust here. I really think she's KO or bust. Um, she's not winning a decision here. 
She's not finishing her after the first two rounds, but that KO that KO possibility is very live. That's my yeah. that's my thoughts on this. All right, oh, yeah, baby. I'm in on Lamarche. You're in on Huili. Yes, sir. And then, yeah. man. Event. Now this gonna... this is a little. Uh, I'm kind easy. of I'm kind of easy to break down. Is that what you're trying to say, Tim? No. Uh, I'm kind of over the weight class jumping around. Um. I'll just put it out there first. If if. Aljo wins, um, and he wants to, like he says, he wants to go up to 145 next. Um, even if he wins, uh, I think he needs to, to vacate the belt. Um, um, I'm kind of over this people jumping weight classes and, and clogging up um, the divisions. So I'll just get that right out of the way because I'm already sick of the whole you know, what's uh, Makachev, what's he going to do? You know, if he beats Oliveira, is he going to go up to fight 170 or is is um, Volk going to come up? I mean, I'm, I'm over it. So now what happens if we have Volk goes up to 145 or 155 to fight Makachev and now you got Aljo going up to 145 to try and fight Volk? It creates a, a shit show. Um, so with that being said, let me know why you think Aljo is going to win here and, and drop the belt and go up to 145. Well, it probably has something to do with Aljo's 22% takedown accuracy. Um, and if you take out the one-armed fighter, his 12% takedown accuracy, it's got something to do with that. Uh, it's got something to do with... His inability to be comfortable on the feet with good strikers. Um, you know, just just those things. Uh, this feels... I texted you earlier this week. This feels like Aldo versus McGregor. Um, but I've changed, my, I've changed my tone on it. I think this feels like Usman versus Leon Edwards, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Aljo, that, that makes much, much more sense to me. Okay. Okay, because Aljo, better all-around fighter. I'm not disagreeing. Sean has the tools to knock him the fuck out, though. That's the thing. Aljo is not knocking out Sean, and this is going to be a very hot opinion. I don't think Aljo's submitting Sean. Aljo couldn't submit Peter Yan. And Sean, I think, this is, again, a very, very fucking hot opinion, I think Sean is a better grappler than Peter Yan. Wrestling-wise, Peter's got him. But grappling-wise, I think Sean is a better grappler than Peter Yan. I don't think Aljo's submitting Sean O'Malley, and I don't think Aljo can hang on the feet with Sean O'Malley. And I've seen a bunch of people this week saying, Aljo's a much better striker than you guys think. He looks like my 12-year-old nephew with a sword in the backyard, just fucking sprinting after people, doing some, some weird fucking shit, throwing this weird weird shit, um, he looks like he doesn't know how to throw a straight one-two. And I get he's the funk master. I get it. That's his style. I get it. I enjoy watching him, actually. I was a big fan of the guy coming into those Peter Yan fights. I was cheering for him in both those Peter Yan fights. 
I just think Sean is the truth here. I think Sean is the guy. He is the future of the 135 division. Sean is the guy the UFC wants to win. Um, Sean is the only guy in this division that has, or not in this division, in this fight that has knockout power. Um, and I think he's the only guy in this fight that has finishing upside. I don't think Aljo can finish Sean. That is my, that's the, the biggest reason here while I'm on Sean. And Sean, I got him at plus 215 or something like that. I can't remember exactly what. I just think this is going to be, this is going to be one of Sean's, uh, better performances. And it's giving me shades of that Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman knockout where, you know, maybe Aljo holds him down a few rounds. Maybe Aljo's ahead on the scorecards. Sean cleans his clock. Maybe Sean does it early. Um, I just think Sean is going to find that chin. I think he can catch him with a knee coming in. I think there's a lot of ways for Sean to, to, to get this win. Um, and I'm not even a big Sean O'Malley fan, to be honest. I don't really love the guy. I don't think he's that, that cool of a guy. I don't think he's, you know, slick. I don't think he's, you know, he's weird. He does this whole open relationship thing. He runs around with like Instagram influencers and stuff. I don't know. I'm not really about that. I don't think that's that cool. He makes videos on TikTok to try to go viral where he's like purposely being fucking lame. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy's personality, but the dude can fight. The dude can throw clean punches. The dude can throw powerful punches, and it looks beautiful when he does it. He's one of those guys that when he fights, sometimes it looks like fucking like art. It's weird. Uh, when he knocked out, what was that guy's name? Um, when was that? It must have been. It must have been a couple fights before. I can't remember. Eddie Wineland, which Eddie's a, a legend. I don't know why I didn't remember his name. No. What? The walk-off? That was, I mean, that was fucking art. He hit him, and Wineland just, like, slowly fell backwards. It was fucking art. And I think I think Sean is just one of those guys that's just a natural fighter. Um, and the dude is a legitimate grappler as well. People don't see it. People haven't seen it. He's a legitimate grappler. He's not on the, the, the world of Aljamain Sterling, where that's all Aljamain knows, and that's Aljamain's entire wheelhouse but he's a legitimate grappler. So I'm on Sean O'Malley. It is my biggest bet since Alex Pereira. Alex Pereira was my, my biggest bet of the year. Um, and Sean is right below that right now. And I'm weirdly confident in this. The entire, I've been, I've been watching some, some like prediction videos, some betting shit. Everyone's on Aljo. Let's go to, let's go down to the yeah, look at this. So the the topology seventy one percent is on Sterling, um, and what I've seen on on YouTube and Twitter that holds true. I mean, 80 percent of people are on Aljamain. I'm fine. I'm fine being the one motherfucker who's going to be betting Sean O'Malley. I guess I'm fine with that. And give me that plus two fifteen, and I'll take it every day. I think he knocks him out, and if it goes to decision. I think he wins a split decision. The UFC fixes some stupid bullshit they want, Sean. I mean, there's just a lot of reasons that I like Sean here. So, for me, uh, Sean O'Malley is the guy this weekend. He is he is the one leg that I am supremely confident and ready to uh, ready to watch win. And there will be, before I let Tim speak, there will be a Neil Magny and Sean O'Malley parlay somewhere. And it will have crazy odds. It'll be like plus 1,500. And I will have like 20, 25 bucks on that. All right, Tim, I talked for a long time. I apologize. Um, so, so here's, here's my concern here. I don't, 
I don't think. First of all, do you think Sean should even be here? Realistically, do you think he won the Peter Jan fight? Uh, watching it back, which um, I had it like, I think I tweeted at some point. Um, close. I think I tweeted before the decision got read. Close fight, not a robbery either way. I think it was. It was literally one of those where it's two one one way. And I, I think I had a bet on, I think I had Peter Yan in a parlay. And I think when I watched it the first time, I thought Peter Yan won 2-1. And I watched it back, mm. and it's so fucking tight, man. Like, ev- like, again, everyone wants to cry robbery. People like to hate on Sean. People like to love on Peter Yan for some reason, which is weird to me that people love Peter Yan so much. Um, I thought it was I thought it was 2-1 either direction and I was okay with the decision. I'm not that it wasn't that big of a deal to me. What about you? Um no, I think I think Peter Jan won in the uh 29-28. Um but if you look at what happens is when when Sean moves up in competition, he he had that beautiful win over Eddie Wineland. Let's not pretend Island wasn't pretty much done at that point. You know what I mean? So it's not like Eddie Wineland was on the come up. He was already up there in age. So we can't just say, oh, he knocked out a, a, a legend. Yeah. Eddie Wineland's also 24 and 16. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? He's 40 years old. So that fight was what, three years ago? So he was, what, 30, 33, or 33, 36, 37 years old, depending on when that fight took place. And then what happened? They gave him a younger guy. And his younger guy happened to be named Marlon Vera. Cheeto. Stopped him. He stopped him. He and did. and what they do, they, they regrouped. Uh, they said it was he had an ankle injury or a foot injury and this and that. You know, Cheeto kicked the shit out of his leg, got the nerve, he couldn't walk. He couldn't put weight on it. And then laying the elbows on him. All right? So that's what happened. And what do they do after that? They give him uh, Thomas Almeida and Chris Mutino. Uh, Chris Mutino, they found him on the side of the fucking road. So let's, yep. get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And then they got uh, Paiva. Um, and after Paiva was the Munoz, that was the the um the eye poke and not for nothing that almost looked like it was gonna be uh one one before they stopped the fight i had a sean bet on pedro not... munoz there sean did not win that first round um who knows we don't know if he dropped the first round to you know come back and and try and get a walk off knockout or whatever but I, dude, he is he is really good at the grappling. He's got a win over uh, Taka Norigomi, um, in, in grappling. He competes in the grappling, um, a lot. And I don't know if if people are aware, but when he when he does the the. Quintet Ultra. I don't know if you ever saw it. I actually saw it, and he had a draw against Gilbert Melendez. That's what I'm saying, and man. I love when they did those. I don't know if you ever watched the Quintet Ultras, but those things were awesome. 
Um, and he he's a phenomenal grappler. So I'm saying, I, man, that's what I'm saying, Tim. I know, I know he's a good grappler, and I know he's got, um, he's got the power to knock Aljo out, and I think I think he could possibly submit Aljo. That's um, dude. Let's fucking I know, go, I know, Tim. But here's, here's, I know, but here's the thing: we've never seen him on the bottom and get held down by a wrestler. Aljo's a phenomenal wrestler. That's going to be the issue is is the wrestling. Yep. And how focused is he? Because I, you see this shit on Twitter where he's smoking weed in the pool and then doing uh, Timex commercials with ninjas in his, in his house. I mean, I'm going to put money on him. Um, I just – I'm going to put money on him by – Probably by knockout. I think that's going to be the way he wins it. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think you can go that heavy on it. I really don't. I, I who is who is his? He, he fucking Yon dropped him. Yeah, he dropped Yon too. I know, I know, but still, Yon dropped him, and and ah, I don't think he won that fight. Yeah, it's man. tough. It's tough because. It's it's one of those things where ever since Aljo's got a lot of hate because he won the belt in the fashion that he did, but then when he, he's held on to it, he's redeemed himself. Yep. Um, but I kind of feel like uh, I don't know the second fight with uh, Jan. I don't know how I feel about that one, but then against TJ, who had one fucking arm, and then uh, Henry Cejudo, who's been away for how many years? Yeah. I, I, Man, I here's don't... the thing, too, bro, is did Aljamain Sterling win that second fight against Peter Jan? That's what I'm saying. I don't... I. It's the same situation as Sean O'Malley is. is like They both had a fight with Peter Jan. They both had a very controversial split decision, and so it's like they're in the, they're kind of in the Here's, same boat. Not really, because that went to decision. I think I, I don't know how Sean is after three rounds. You know what happened? Peter Yonkin, uh, you know, fourth round he downloads all the information. Fourth round he comes in and puts it on you. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would have gotten Sean out of there if that went five rounds. To be hundred percent honest with you, yeah. Here's the difference, though: is Aljo does not have that ability to download data on the feet and strike. He's gonna have to wrestle in the fourth and the fifth. And if he wrestles all five rounds, I don't know if I don't know if if he if he wrestles him all five rounds, holds him down all five rounds. Good, you deserve the win. I'll fucking I'll I'll come on here next week and I'll say. I got burnt. I was wrong. Sean O'Malley was not the grappler we thought. Al Jermaine laid on him for five straight rounds. But I just he, don't see he is, it. He is the grappler. He, he's got a, a draw against Gilbert Melendez. And he's got a win over Takanori Gomi. So it's not like you can't say that his grappling isn't good. It's just if Aljo's is better. That's all it is. Exactly. because That's the whole thing because he's with the, he's with Sarah Longo. That's the, the tough part. And, and Matt Sarah is is phenomenal. 
Yeah, he is. Matt Serra is one of those guys. But here's here's the thing flyers. too. Aljo is that is that lanky guy compared to uh, Jan and uh, Cejudo and Dillashaw. Now he's getting put in that opposite position with Sean being that much bigger than him. Yep. So, so he goes from having uh, the longer reach to now the guy that doesn't have the longer reach and doesn't have the height. Oh, I'm not an Aljo fan, um, but I think Sean's going to have to take it from Aljo. And, and in order for him to do that, I think he's going to have to to knock him out. Um, I'll go light. I'll go light on Sean winning um, by knockout, but I, I don't know, dude. I, I've never seen Sean really on his on his back. The only time I did was with Cheeto, and then Cheeto busting him up with elbows. Yeah, not, not physically uh, bleeding and stuff like that, but he he put it on him enough to get the fight stopped. So. That's another thing. Why? I mean, he was on his back. What happens if What happens if Algerine gets on on top of him and just holds him down with the wrestling? It's going to be a boring ass fight. We might have another Sanhagen fucking Rob Font on our hands. We might, but I feel like Sean's trained too much to allow that to happen for five rounds. If he, I mean, again, if if it does happen for five rounds, I'll be the first to admit that Eljo is 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 better than I thought he was. I just don't see him doing it to Sean. He can do it to everybody else. I just don't see him doing it to Sean. We'll fucking so let me see ask you a question. So say say Sean wins, right? Okay. Um, does that make Tim Welsh uh, coach of the year? No. I don't know. Are you, I think you, it's got to be City Kickboxing. What's his name? Else, Eugene. Else, I think it's got to be Eugene Behrman. Eugene, really? Yeah. As over over Tim Welsh, who's only how old is Tim Welsh? Young. Thirty three years old. Is he actually thirty three? Yeah. What? I thought he was. I was gonna say like forty. I was gonna say forty. He wow. the youngest. Okay, that's impressive. That's impressive. Okay, that's that makes it more impressive. Oh. I don't that's know. that's that's crazy, right? That is crazy. He, that that he is would crazy. Be the youngest coach. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking nuts. I didn't know he was thirty three. Yeah. My goodness. Why else would I be like he'd be the coach of the year? Because he just got a guy to the to the title. My God, man, thirty three. There's a lot, a lot on the line here with this fight. They yeah, man. They both hate each other too. Like it's it's not like they're both you know respectful guys to each other. They both really dislike each other. Like it's pretty clean that they both dislike each other. Here's the thing though, man. I got a question for you. Whoever wins here, they fight Marab. You think Marab gets beat, or you think Marab takes takes these guys out? Um. Well, no. What's going to happen is Aljo. If Aljo wins, he'll he'll vacate it, go up to one forty-five. Well, just for fun, be, Tim. Just for fun, it'll, Tim. It'll be Marab versus Sanhagen. 
Oh, man. Marab beats the fuck out of Sanhagen, I think. I think Marab is a, I think Marab is built different, to be completely honest. I think he probably beats – he might beat both these guys pretty easily. I don't know. I, I don't think it's – What we saw Marab was, do to Peter Jan was maybe the most impressive feat of cardio I've ever seen in my entire life. It was also the, the most boring shit I've ever seen. <laughs> True, true. Sean could Sean could knock him out. That's the thing. Sean could knock, Sean could knock him out. But that's the whole thing. So so what happened? It doesn't make a difference. I'd say right now, you wanna you wanna make a good bet, you make Umar the champ by the end of twenty twenty four. December twenty twenty four, who's the champ? Umar. Probably. That dude's front leg uh intelligence is off the fucking charts. I was the first thing I noticed when I watched Umar fight is I was like He's kicking people in the head with his front leg like over and over and over so quickly. Yeah, Umar's Umar's the the truth. So yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. So so you think Marab? Yeah, I think. Who would Marab fight though for the title? It would be Sanhagen. Yeah, if if uh, if I mean, I was gonna say possibly Cheeto, but Cheeto probably would not be able to leapfrog Sanhagen at this point. You never know. Cheeto knocks out Munoz. Sanhagen didn't win any favors, especially with Dana White leaving in the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, Marab is the guy who's literally, like, next up. He should be. So it should be, if if Sterling wins this, that's probably, I mean, that's that's their definite plan, is Sterling beat Sean O'Malley, vacate, let Marab fight for vacant title. Like, very, very clearly. But... I, I mean, Sean O'Malley is going to be spoiler, and then it's probably, honestly, Marab versus Sean would be a fun fight. Clean grappler versus striker, knockout artist versus just cardio wrestler. Fun-ass fight, and I'd probably take Marab in that, but we'll see. That's a long ways down the line. You know you know who I'd like to see is is Marab versus you know, Teamer. Teamer or Brad Katona. Whew, bro, Teamer is a is a little tank. Katona so, is weird. You know what he's, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's super weird. You know what I am going to do, though? I am going to throw a little MMA lab uh, parlay here with uh, Mario Bautista and um, by finish and Sean by finish. I think that's going to be, that's a nice one. I like Bautista. I think I think he's gonna be one of my parlay guys this week. All right, it's a full card, ladies and gents. It so. is, it is. And then, um, unfortunately, I'm I'm excited for the card, um, but uh, I'm really really looking forward to uh, what we got coming up. Uh, after after Holloway, Korean Zombie, um, I really, really, really want to see the Adesanya Strickland. I'm really, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited yeah. for Makachev and Oliveira a couple weeks later. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be good. What do you think for two ninety six? We don't have anything, and that's gonna be December's card. Connor said. He's, he's saying, talking. He's saying him and Chandler. So you know that's going to be uh, the main event. Do you think they're going to try and bypass uh, Usala? 
Yeah, I mean, to get Connor to fight, I think Dana White would do anything at this point. And then who do you have as the combing? Yuri and Alex for a title? Here's the thing. Here's here's my thinking. Cuz what about Leon Edwards and Colby Covington? I don't think I don't think they could do a title fight below McGregor Chandler. So I think it would have to be two action Why? fighters. I okay, so well, I don't think they could disrespect a champion like that and expect the champion to like respect them down the line. Like I don't who, I who I don't was there a title fight under Cowboy and Connor? No. Nope. That was the that was the, the main event and there was no title fight. I don't think they can co main a title fight and just have Connor as the main event. It's Connor, I get it. Like from a fan perspective it makes sense. But think of being the champion of a weight class and you have a guy who hasn't fought in three years or two years, whatever the fuck it is, getting a fight over you. And it's still Connor, so you understand it's Connor. Yeah. But yeah. that would be like a big, big issue if you're a champion in the UFC, blah, 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 whatever. So I think it's going to be like another like action fight, something that everyone is fucking crazy excited to see. Maybe Dustin Poirier. Maybe we get something crazy, and it's like Poirier versus Nate Diaz or something. Something crazy like that in the co-main, like a big... Big name fight right under Connor. Someone who's gonna call out Connor right afterwards. You know, maybe we get uh, you know someone someone from welterweight who's who's you know big named. We get Gilbert Burns versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Big, big action fight up there for the co-main. I don't think it will be a, a title fight though. So then, so then, what are we what are we looking at then? I mean, I don't know what's going on with with Edwards and and Covington, and then we have a, a vacant um light heavyweight yeah they got to get those moving they got to get early early 2024 we need to see yuri versus behera we need to see you know we need to see pavlovich get back in there at heavyweight which i get he's trying to wait for the title fight but i'd love to see aspinall versus pavlovich something like that i'd love to <sighs> see i want to see gaichi i hope <sighs> this is this is super. This is super weird of me to say. Uh, I hope that Charles Oliveira beats Islam Makhachev purely because I think Gaethje can beat Charles Oliveira. I don't think Gaethje can beat Islam Makhachev. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. We've already seen it. Nobody wants to see it. Yeah, we've already seen Islam and Charles, though, and everyone wants to see that again, too. Yeah, but I think uh, after what Charles did to um, everybody leading up to that, um, you got to give him more credit. I mean, shit, Charles got Gaethje out of there quick. He got Poirier out of there quick. Um, Charles, Charles is the UFC's number two guy right now, I think. I really think he's... He's their number two guy behind Connor. It's Connor, and then below it, I believe it's Charles Oliveira. Everyone is going to say it's Israel Adesanya, Sean O'Malley, maybe John Jones, maybe. Dude, I think Charles Oliveira. I mean, I see him on social media like posts about him more than I see posts about Connor McGregor right now. Like on TikTok, when Charles Oliveira fights, 
There's posts with like 400,000 likes and shit about Charles Oliveira. I think the dude yeah. is an absolute fucking superstar. The UFC just needs to push him and continue this. And if he beats Islam, that would be insane. And it would be absolutely fucking crazy for his legacy. Uh, and I'm a, big, I'm, I'm a big fan of Charlie Olives. Yeah, I think um, with him learning how to speak English, I think that that is is huge. Um, that'll bring in a lot more fans. But yeah, I I agree with you. That fight, there's, we had him at all money got, there. <laughs> yeah, you, you got Volk too, who who's got a huge fan. All those city kickboxing guys, they got a a, a pretty pretty big fan base. Yeah, so. it's just I don't think it's quite the pop of Charles. Charles, when Charles is, is like in an arena, that last fight was something I haven't felt since the run of Connor. And like that's lame to say because Connor's run is 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 one of one, and I don't think anything like it will ever happen again. Yeah. But it's not the same as when Israel Adesanya knocked out Pajera. Like I get that was really cool. The arena was was cool. Social media afterwards was cool. It was obviously super jacked up. But the way that Charles dismantled Benil Daryush and the way that I saw fans react around the world was different yeah. than any other active fighter I've seen. Like, it was immediate, and it was it was large. He was trending fucking everywhere. The crowd was literally eating out of his hand. It was The crowd was, like, cheering for, like, 20 minutes straight. They did not shut up for 20 minutes straight. People just love Charles. Yeah. They love his story. They love... He's come from nothing. He he came from the favelas, and Israel Adesanya had a maid when he was when he was living in in Africa. They just love Charles, and Charles is that authentic yeah. UFC story of a quitter to a champion. Yeah, and there's no um, right now. I don't hold Connor as active. There's no the big three uh, money guys are aren't even active. Nate, mm -hmm. Jorge, and Connor. Yep, those are the money fights, and none of them are active. So, so this is the chance. This is where we're gonna see guys step up and and, and be the money fights. You know, um, I think honestly, I I think the division is is really one fifty five and one seventy if you're gonna be able to do it. But um, you got guys like like Gaethje that are gonna be the money fights um, and Poirier. But we'll see. Charles Charles had had the actual title. He's not an interim champ, so so we'll see. I, it is it is a feel good story. I'd like to see him see him redeem himself. Same here, man. At least have a good fight. At least have a competitive fight against Islam. Make it a fun one. Put Islam oh, in yeah. some trouble. See how he reacts. He hasn't fought in a while. It, it'll be interesting. Yeah, last one was that Volk fight. Which that was a good fight. It was it was a solid I think, fight. I think I think Volk won, so I don't remember. I haven't rewatched it since. I should go back and rewatch it, see who I think won. Alright. That's the card. That, yeah, I think that does it until until next week. Yeah. Thanks Tim for hopping on and, and thanks everybody for listening in. Thank you.